Welcome to Rebuilding the Beast. I'm your host, NBA champion Festus Azili, and I'm here to tell you that the Golden State Warriors are 2022 NBA champions. I was the sports commentator for the team this year, and my journey to getting there was very unlikely. But there's so many tips and lessons to learn from it because I'm so excited to be a part of this, to be a part of this win. I hope that you can take the tips from my journey and apply it to your life as well. Please don't forget and do me a big favor. Please rate this podcast so people can hear more of this inspiring message and share it with somebody who you think will appreciate it. All right, here we go. Rebuilding the Beast. Where do we start? (laughs) Guys, ladies, I am, right now I'm sitting in my hotel room in San Francisco. I'm wearing a shirt that says 2022 NBA champs, Golden State Warriors. Someone said to me earlier today, they said, just to think a few months ago, you were in a totally different place. What changed? What happened? And I decided to make you an episode of Rebuilding the Beast. I decided to make this a Warriors Championship Appreciation episode. All right, let me see. Let me let me go to the beginning for me. The beginning of me getting this job and me deciding that I wanted to be a sports commentator. Well, technically, I didn't decide. I'll say this as advice for people. I think a lot of times the first step in every journey, and that's what this podcast is, right? It's the idea of rebuilding and what that looks like. And I share my journey because a lot of times, like, I don't really know what the end product is supposed to look like. And when I'm talking about the end product, I mean, like, like I didn't expect to be here when we won the championship. I'm elated and I'm excited. I'm all the things right now. But I think sometimes you just don't know. And not knowing is okay. But you just take the first step. Take the first step. A lot of times we look at the mountain in front of us. And I I tell you this thing all the time about, you know, rebuilding is is a journey. And the journey is is a tall mountain right in front of you. And you think... Well, this is too high. This mountain's too high. How am I ever going to climb it? That that's not really your job to figure out. You know, we look at our bank account sometimes and we say, "I have $25. What can I afford with that?" And I think sometimes you have to figure out what you want. And as you walk in that direction, the universe just starts to add more to you, add more to your plate to help you go get that thing that you want. Instead of just focusing on what you can afford, uh, so that that might have gone over some people's heads. But understand that you have no idea. You don't know what you can become. You don't know what you are. You don't know all the like. A lot of times we put a lot of limits on ourselves. So I will say this, which is a quote that I heard. This is from Les Brown. He said, "All you can do is all you can do." And all you can do is enough. But make sure you do all you can do. And when I heard that, I think it put some power in my my hands because you realize that you have things that you can do right now. 
You have things that you can control right now. So, okay, I'll go back and I'll say last year, um, or actually two years ago, I started the podcast. Um, I didn't release it till last year because I recorded a few episodes, but I started a podcast last year, let's say that. And um, when I started, the idea was to share stories because I, I realized that that's something I really enjoy. I love telling you guys stories. I, I love sharing inspiration because I think other people can benefit from it. So I started reaching out to friends and I said, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And my friends said, yeah. So I said, okay, let's do this. And so I recorded a few episodes. One of the episodes with, was with head coach Steve Kerr. On that podcast, this is in 2020, the Golden State Warriors were the worst team in the NBA. And it's actually really funny because I asked him, I said, what is it like right now going from this point of grace and falling? And what does that mean for you guys right now? He said, yeah, it's, it's true. It sucks. And I, and I know Steve Kerr to be one of the most competitive people out there. And Steve says, but we have so much that we can work on right now. We have young guys that need to get better. We have veteran guys that we need to stay keep engaged. And this is going to be a challenge for me, but it's a challenge that I'm willing, I willingly accept. And he started and talked about the foundation that we built when I was there. And how now it's the same kind of thing of wanting to build another foundation so that these guys can be good again. And when you listen to that episode, I hope that you understand that it's not always going to be great. But if you focus on if you focus on the foundation, if you focus on the, the little things, I told you about taking the first step, but taking the first step is not just doing anything. It's also setting your, your values. I remember Steve Kerr walked in our first day of practice. And he wrote four things down on the board. This is in 2014 when he came. He wrote four things on the board. And he said, these are going to be our values for this team. It was mindfulness, compassion, joy, and competitiveness. Those are the four values of the Golden State Warriors. I feel like those are four values that we can all benefit from as humans. But the, the point of this is to say, I started this podcast because I wanted to share stories. And I didn't really have an idea of what it was supposed to be or what it should be. I just know that this is something that was calling to me. So I started doing it. And, you know, over time, over doing the podcast, I have started to gain skills, right? Skills for skills of asking people questions and interviewing people, just skills of speaking on camera and just relating with people. So, I didn't know that this is something that I really wanted to do. I was just developing my skills while I was waiting, in my waiting season, right? Shout out to my girl, Erica Glazer, because my being on TV now came from our friendship. She asked me to come to a Warriors game with her, and she's a part owner of the Warriors, so she invites me to fly up here with her from L.A., and she's like, oh, let's go to the game. And I always take opportunities to, to hang and build these, you know, relationships. Um, my relationship with her has been special. It's been one that it's, it keeps growing. And I just felt like that was a really good time for us to spend together. So end up coming here. I had no agenda. I just wanted to come and, you know, every once in a while I wanted to come watch a game and see, see my guys play. When I was at the game, sitting with her courtside, the TV station, they had actually reached out to me a couple of years ago, but they saw me again and they asked me if I wanted to do it, if I wanted to get on TV and just do a couple of spots with them. 
I was like, you know what? Why not? You know, why not? And, and you know what's funny is when you say yes, sometimes, you know, fear takes over. And you're like, oh, man, like, what am I doing on TV? Why am I here? I'm not going to be good. Is it weird to be back here talking about the guys? You, you have all these weird things that come into your head when you start off on a journey. And when they asked me to do it for the, the first time, I was just doing a couple spots on TV, which, which means a couple days of, of games. I stayed and I did it. And it's so crazy. I was like, wow, I really like this. And I liked it not just because, like, um, I think the Warriors won those games, which I love when the Warriors win. But I also loved it because I get to share the stories with people and help them understand what it is that players are, what the mindset is, going to games, help them understand what that game really means, the significance in the grand scheme of things. My favorite comment that I got from somebody was, wow, Festus really explains it in such a way that people who don't understand the game appreciate the game. I was like, wow, that's that's the best compliment because for me, the ability to tell the story in a way that if you don't care about basketball, you start to care, that for me is is really golden because this sport means so much to me. I have so much love for this game. I have so much love, obviously, for my teammates uh, here that I play with as well. But I have so much love for this game. And if I can share that love with you through the screen, I feel like that's a purpose. That's something that I, I really um, cherish and something that I really would love to continue to foster and hone in on. So... I fought through this the discomfort, all those questions in my head of what it was going to be. And, and, you know, you're always going to have to, um, your mind is always going to tell you things that's not true. You know, growth is uncomfortable. Like the discomfort that you have when you start a new journey, it's always going to be uncomfortable. It's always going to be weird. Change is, is tough. It's scary. But I think once you change your mind to that, once you understand that, once you understand that there is growth in discomfort, then you will change your perspective on what that pain actually means or what that fear is. And then you start to move in that direction, understanding that it's teaching you something about yourself. A common question that I have was, was it ever hard for me um, as I was going, as, as I was, you know, doing this, this job, was it hard? Was it, you know, I, I will say that some of the hardest moments for me were and are moments when I feel like I wish I was playing. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to do this job when they offered it to me two years ago, because I realized I still have this heart for basketball and I still want to play the game. And it would be really hard for me. And people keep offering me coaching, coaching jobs in the NBA. But I realized that being next to the game would be hard because I still want to play and I still want to be on the court. And I wasn't sure how that was going to work for me. Now, um, the beauty of this, uh, well, before I even talk about the beauty, I'll tell you like another some of the parts that were hard for me this season when I watched the game. I know that I hate losing. I, I like if you know me, you know that I'm. It's not just competitive, but it's just that I feel like I put in. Yeah, it's competitive. <laughs> I hate losing, and it was hard for me sometimes when the Warriors lost. And through the ups and downs of the season. And as you know, it's an 82 game season. Through a course of a season, a lot of things happen. People get hurt. Uh, you go through slumps. 
you go through moments where you feel like, man, like, is this, and so like, there is a point in the season where they went through their, their hard times and they went through this losing period. I think they lost seven games in a row, something, something absurd, especially for a team who that started so hot and they were number one in the league and they looked like they were the guys. They went through this, this lull and it was really hard because, um, I always feel like, I, like I said, I hate losing, but I always wanted to help. I wanted to be, you know, you can see it on my face. After losses, you know, it was kind of hard for me to, to be there and talk about the game. Um, I wanted to be on the court. I actually said it a couple times on TV. <laughs> um, I think it's something I, I, I continuously need to work on. Um, there was a few times for sure that I realized, I was like, man, like I, I, I need to be on the court. I want to be on the court. One of them is in the playoffs, a couple times in the year, actually. One of them is where Steph had his, his ankle rolled over. And as a big guy, I think that my job as a big guy was always to protect my guards, right? Protect Steph and Clay. And that thing never goes away, you know? And, and when I saw him get his ankle rolled over, you know, the way Draymond was pushing people off of him, like, that's my initial reaction. Like, I have that thing still to protect Steph. And, you know... When I saw Draymond, you know, going through some struggles this season, um, understanding like that one of the things that was really big, you know, when we played together was the fact that I was a lob threat. And that always helped Draymond's game because he could just go to the rim with reckless abandon and understand that I was there to clean it up or he could throw it up to me. That was also an extra part to his game. So, you know, parts like that, you know, when Kevon Looney would ever get in foul trouble and understanding that he's been a horse all season long. He played every game. He was one of six players, I think, in the NBA who played every single game this season. And understand the journey he's been on, you know, there's times where I was like, man, like, I just want to be there to, to help. So I understand that it was hard for me sometimes. But, you know, part of what got me through those times is just trusting God's plan, trusting the process. You know, I prayed a lot this season. I prayed a lot. I prayed, um, I think I prayed more times this season than when I played, to be honest. Um, I prayed for the team to find joy again when they went through those tough, tough periods. I prayed for um, Clay when he was coming back. I prayed for him to, to come back and to get back to where he wanted to get to. I prayed for Gary Payton when he got hurt and you know for somebody who had been such a rock for the team all year long and hasn't had the the easiest time you know getting to the team and getting on you know he played such a huge role for this team you know coming back in the finals and, and being a, a huge integral part of the defense and the offense which wasn't really his role but he played such a big part for this team and that's what a championship is right you need everybody Pray for Steph, you know, when he when he had his ankle rolled over. I pray for Draymond when he had a back issue this year. I had um, continue to pray for for the guys just to stay healthy. And I think that's sometimes you know that that's your role. Your role is to be there and to be a a guy to be a light for people. And I found that role this year. I, I was really excited when I started watching this team and I started to see them even in preseason I watched them work and I saw there was just a light about this team it, it kind of took me back to 2015 2014 2016 
those teams that I was a part of that were so special. You know, one of one of them won the championship. One of them also broke the record for the most wins in NBA history. And what was common between both those teams was that was the there was a camaraderie. There's a chemistry that you can't really explain. You just kind of see it. You know, especially for somebody who's been there, like you just see and you understand, like wow, like this team has something special. And so I saw something special when I watched these teams play, when I watched them practice, and I watched them um, go against each other, go at each other. Dude, we used to have the craziest practices back in the day where we'd go right at each other to understand that we needed to be better and we need to make each other better. I saw that in this team. You see that the way that even when they were losing games during the season, that you you could see how they were losing games because they were trying so hard to integrate clay. And that's the thing about having good guys on the team. Like they always wanted to play. They wanted each person to succeed. They wanted each other to succeed. It's just it, it was just a really special special season from the start. The improvements that you see in people like Jordan Poole and the way he continued to to just shock the world and let them know he was here. He had arrived. He had learned so much from from the guys he had been around. Obviously, confidence for him is a is. It's a constant. Like he never wavered. He continue continued to show people. Like every time you think, oh wow. I, mean, I think when he, he started this twenty point streak and he was he had like four or five games in a row at the first, and people were like, How long will this last? And after a while, I think by game twenty in a row, people were like, Oh no, he's here for he's here to stay. He is the guy, you know? And those kind of stories are inspiring. I think that for anybody to understand that if he did that. He took his opportunity. He saw a place. And understanding that Steph and Clay being out was his opportunity to step in and to be a person that they, the team could rely on. And then understand his role moving forward, even when they did come back, and that how how much they needed him. He became such a big part of the infrastructure when they were gone. Um, let's go all the way to the end of the season. Because I think that that's, that was an important part that taught me quite a bit. Um, they went through the playoffs, and obviously you know what happened. I don't have to tell you all the story, but I just think about the last game. I got to travel for the finals, and I was in Boston, and the team had gone through its ups and downs. You know, the really cool thing, actually, before we get to the last game, the really cool and weird thing about this team, I went to dinner with Andre Iguodala. And at this point, the Warriors were down in the series 2-1. The series is first to four, and the Warriors are down 2-1. In Boston, they're going to play in the enemy arena. And Andre says at dinner, he says, this game is going, this series is going to six. I think we figured it out. We got this. That meant that at this point, you know, the Boston Celtics had come and they beat the Warriors on their home floor to start the whole series, right? The Warriors had never lost the whole playoffs until that first game at home. They had not lost at home the whole playoffs until that first game. And everybody's like, "Uh uh-oh. And then the Warriors win the second game. The Celtics win the third game. And so people are like, wait, what's what's happening? Andre just said in that prediction, he said, we're about to win the next three games in a row. Incredible. Anyway, um, the last game of the season... Um, but well, first of all, to talk about that, like the excitement, the the not the excitement, the what that taught me right there was what this team was made of. It was made of. 
obviously high IQ players that could play basketball. They were really good at their jobs, and obviously, but it was the chemistry. It was the not just chemistry in terms of togetherness, but also the chemistry of people who had been through a battle together that they understood. They could go through adversity together and be down in a series and understand this is what we have to do to win. And they can all come together to make that thing happen. And so now fast forward to the last game of the series. It's game six, and now the Warriors are up three to two. They're going into Boston to to maybe close it out. There's butterflies, excitement, there's anxiousness in the air uh, when we get to the arena. I just personally knew how badly this team wanted it. And so when I walked in, especially understanding what the team had overcome to get to the finals and get to that point, there's a lot of butterflies in my stomach is really what I'm trying to say. Because I also understand it's the game sometimes is it's it's not just who's the best. Sometimes you go through, you know, you have a, a bad call that changes the flow of the game or somebody rolls an ankle. It's, a, it's just there's so many things that you can't control in the, in the flow of a game. So all I was praying for for the team is for them to just play their game and to have the opportunity to do that. I was so excited. Um, even flying over to, to Boston, I left my suit jacket at home because I was just so focused on the game. But, you know, I was very invested this season, you know, being a part of this this team. And whenever I do something, I don't just do it just to do it. Like, I do it with my whole heart. And, you know, whenever they would lose or whenever they were – like, I make sure I always spoke to the young guys too, spoke to the older guys, let them know, hey, man, you know, spread some light, spread some knowledge with the young guys, understanding that it's a long season. Everybody is needed over the course of the season. And so I was really invested. Helped a little bit in my own little way. Um, but that word right there is just for me to explain to you guys that your presence means something. Your presence means something to to anybody, everybody, to whoever you're a part of. Um, showing up sometimes is all you need. And that's what I did. I just showed up and I was just there. And there, there were moments where somebody needed to, to, to bounce things off of me or just need some encouraging words or, or something, right? That's where I was, and I was making sure that I was giving light to a team that needed it sometimes. And they were feeding me too, you know? They won an NBA championship. But, you know, what's crazy is while I was watching the game, and this is a funny part of the game, so I'm part of the media. So when I was in Boston, I had to be um, in the press box. And so as a media guy, I had to be in the press box with the other media people from all around the world covering the game. Millions of people watching the game, obviously, with all the media people. But I'm sitting, and I'm. I, I, they said you have to be unbiased when you're sitting in the press box. So you can't cheer for your team. And if you know me or if, you, if anybody's ever watched the game with me, you know that that's not possible. Right? I, I, I am very demonstrative. I, my emotions, I wear them on my sleeves. And so when I'm over here trying to be professional, but at the same time, understanding that this thing was eating me, man, I was, every time Steph would hit a three or they would get a stop or something would happen in the game, I would just, mm, you know, that was what I was feeling inside. And man, you know, for them to win an NBA championship, what this means to the city, what this means to the guys who were playing, um, especially going against such a tough Boston Celtics team that... Honestly, they they have so much of my respect 
after this series. And I, I'm looking forward to them growing and continue to come back to that stage. Cause I think that there, that was not the last time we were going to see them. You know, so much that I learned, so much that I learned on, on this journey of mine. And, you know, when I saw Steph break down and start crying after they won, um, you never really see those reactions, but he was crying because like, you just don't know the journey, the journey that they've been on the last couple of years. I start off telling you about Steve Kerr having the mindset that he had two years ago when they were the worst team in the NBA. So much work, so much doubt that they had to go through, so much showing up consistently when it didn't even feel positive or it didn't feel like they were going the right direction, but just continue to show up. I started this journey myself, and I didn't even know. I didn't know what I was supposed to do or what was. I just started moving. I took the first step, and I just kept showing up. And doors continued to open. And eventually they made me a part of this team that that is the NBC Sports Crew, and we, we did the whole playoff run together, you know. Um, now I'm excited to explore more. There's more doors that have opened. And people keep asking me what, what's what's going to happen next. I, I just love what I do. I love sharing stories on TV. I um, I have seen that, you know, sharing stories have put me in a position of impact. That's what I want to continue to do. Obviously, I'm going to keep bringing you all these podcasts. Like Draymond said, y'all going to get these podcasts. Draymond said... <laughs> Uh, new media, baby. Don't be surprised if you see me on the TV in a couple places this summer. I'm going to keep honing in on these skills. I'm going to keep working on it. Um, just being open, you know, and, and that's really the, the name of the game for everybody who's on the rebuilding journey, too. And I hope that this podcast, I hope this episode taught you something. I, I don't know. I don't know what's next, but I'm excited because I know that the thing that I want the most may come in the most unlikely ways. So my job is to continue being open, to being surprised, but always bringing the part that I can control, that 100% of me, that work ethic, the, the gratitude, the positivity. And let's just see what happens, baby. This is my journey. It is my absolute pleasure my absolute pleasure to continue to to share these stories with you. I hope that, uh, and first of all, thank you. Thank you guys so much for following me on this journey, following me as we keep going. And I'm rebuilding my beast. And my rebuild, it looks different than yours. But I hope that the lessons that I'm learning along the way are things that you can use on your journey as you are rebuilding the beast. So thank you. The Warriors are 2022 NBA champions. I'm going to go celebrate because I came back from the parade to give you all this podcast and to tell you all um, just to keep going. I'm so inspired. And um, now I'm ready to go celebrate and go turn up. So y'all be blessed. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. Don't forget to share it with someone who you think will appreciate the message. And also rate on whatever platform you're listening on, please rate and like and share and comment so other people can enjoy the message as well. Thank you for listening and until next time.